Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. This episode is going to be called Yeses in the Valley. This is for anybody struggling with obedience. This is for people who are in that valley season and it's getting real hard to hear from God. This is for people who are making decisions that don't seem logical to anybody else, but to you and to God period, point blank. So I want you guys to receive my second guest for this entire podcast series. What an honor, what a privilege. Um, This is Aaron Dorsey, also known as Aaronic to his beloved fans. (laughs) He's a Christian rapper and a great man of God. I've known him since I was like 12, maybe younger. I actually don't know. So yeah, y'all help me welcome him on. Woo, yeah, all right. Yo. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm Aaronic, or I go by Aaronic Dorsey. You could call me Aaron. Um, Thanks. You know? Yeah. Just honored to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's the intro. <laughs> that's, Yo, he's trying to sound so cool right now. I am. I am. <laughs> he's trying to sound cool. You know, when you're next to cool people, you have to, like, yo, you gotta. It's true, you have to Annie. try very hard. Yeah, up to Annie. Up to Annie. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so. My first question. Oh, she got the questions. Is how would you describe this season of your life? Ooh, man. Wow. Great way to start. <laughs> <laughs> Busting out the gate. Oh, man. Coming straight out the gate. This season of life. Oh, man. This is really like some like. Can I use a couple phrases? There's a there's a there's a put up or shut up, for sure. There's a either you believe or you don't believe, and then there's also a lot of times and more times than none. There's like this is where you are, and this is where you will be right now. And so what I'm hearing is it sounds like the season that you're in is like one of decisiveness, like. All in or all, all out. out. Yes. Yes. I feel like this season is uh, critical because mm-hmm. I feel like it defines what the rest of my life will be. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel like I'm at a point where, you know, when you're younger, you can kind of do the, I'm in, but I'm out. And it's cool. Like, yep. I believe you. I see the goals you set. But because I don't get it, I'm about to just kind of cruise for a little bit. We'll talk about that later. So how old are you? Because you're acting like you're like in your 50s. Yeah, I'm not trying to sound 50 for sure, but I think, not think, I am 28. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not trying to sound 50, but I think because I've been in the church for so long, I've been a Christian for so long. Um, you know, there's terms of like being a baby Christian or something. Like I heard somebody use an analogy one time talking about, yeah, like people be baby Christians. They're literally like a baby. Like they just started. This Mm -hmm. is fresh. So I feel like as somebody that has known what's right for so long, in that sense, I do feel old Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, therefore it is a put in or put out, you know, put in or put up or shut up. It is a, this is where you are. This is where I have you. Do you trust me enough to like really walk that out? 
or you gonna act like like you gonna act like you don't know. Yeah. And that is scary. It is. Yeah. So that's why. That's why I sound fifty. Sorry. No, I mean, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> right, no need for apologies for real, because I think that that really speaks to what I was talking about in the "woe to you, double-minded" episode of like, mm. this is not something you do by default. It's a choice and a lifestyle, yes, and a daily commitment. Yes, you know, the Bible talks about taking up your cross daily, or renewing your mind daily. Yes, it is something you have to actually choose and walk out. So, how did you get here? Like, mm. how did you end up in the put up or shut up season? I think for starters, um, definitely, definitely the panty, the pepperoni pizza. Mm. Nice little panoramic. The pajama party. Right. You know? Uh, that was definitely a start of a season for me because I think I was going through a lot of changes at that time. Like, uh, when, I, when I describe... The pandemic to people, I always say the fact of like, technically for like the last five, six, uh, maybe 10 years slick, like we've all been in this state of like euphoria, like just concert, going on vacations, flying out the country, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just graduated college, all this stuff, just euphoria, euphoria, euphoria. And 2020 was like the first time where I was like, ah, 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 no. No more. In that period of time, because everything stopped, I really had to, like, figure out who I am. Mm -hmm. More importantly than who I am, who did, like, God call me to be? Mm -hmm. And if that is who you call me to be and this is who I am, okay, well, now it's just time to be that, like, point blank period. And I think that's a beautiful place to be. I feel like I'm also in a similar season of not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of people, they struggle with how to even know what God is called them yes. to yes. or how to decipher that. So what did that look like for you? I feel like nobody is in a sense of like completely just having no clue. Hmm. But I think it becomes a lot easier to formulate what that looks like when you start thinking about it like which sounds cliche but like past you Mm. like I know what I want to do right facts like oh man like let me get these songs placed let me go on tour let me be known let me be famous you know all Mm -hmm. these things right which is cool but none of that is like purpose Mm. Fame is not a purpose. Correct. Rewards are not purpose. Right. Uh, so I think getting to that point is like being able to separate what truly is purpose versus like what is just something that you want. Like yeah. we've mixed the two for so long. We said, oh, like I want to get a Grammy for God. Right. 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 I'll thank him first. I'll thank him first. <laughs> Ooh. And the first, you know, like, <laughs> first and foremost, I like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for, like, you know, of, okay. <laughs> like, and God's hand is nowhere to go. God is, no, he's like, look at you, bro. <laughs> look at this guy. Like, are you kidding me? Right. You didn't even ask me if that's where you were supposed to be at. That's what you want to do. Right. And I think that brings us in the conversation of, 
one of the byproducts of flesh that is described either in Romans or Galatians. I think it's in Galatians, right mm-hmm. before the fruits of the spirit. One of them is self, uh, selfish ambition. Ooh. And for the longest, I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. I just saw ambition as a great thing. And the world really makes it seem like ambition is all you need. Yeah. But the word and God's heart tells us that the heart posture yes. is important yes. behind your ambition. Mm. And so I love what you were saying about how part of your purpose is always past you, because I think I was talking about this in the Reality Check series where it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is not about you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for people to grasp initially. Yes. Um, and even if you do grasp the understanding of it, the application of it is difficult. Yes. I think even in a sense because we really think like... We've been fooled into thinking, we've had this conversation of purpose is like a retirement plan. Yeah. Purpose is a okay God, after you give me after you give me what I want, mm-hmm. now I'm going to actually reach people. When at the end of the day, like your individual success is really not for people. Mm-hmm. That was something I had to like really come to terms with, right? Because I'm thinking, God, I want to be an like an example. Mm-hmm. Like I want to show people it's possible, <laughs> right? That's what we all say, right? Like, I do say that. Yeah, like, I want to show people it's possible. There's more. There's more to you than, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, but no, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm gonna do that, but the fact you think I'm gonna do that strictly based off of what you want is crazy. Right. Like And even when people talk about, oh, I wanna do this so I can build generational wealth. Okay. I mean, yeah, it does expand beyond you, but it's still taking care of you and yours. yours. You know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really require selflessness. Um Mm-mm. I think the Bible talks about what good is it to you or what brag is it to you if you love people who love you? Mm. Even sinners do mm. that, mm. you know? Mm. And so it talks mm. about loving people that you don't, that don't love you back. Yes. Um, and so applying that to this concept, I think that even looking out for your family yes. is not it's, the full scope. It's selfish. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it like, is. like, you know, yeah, yeah, you could put the fam on. Like, I love what you said about the fact of like loving the unlovable mm. because I had to take the same thought process with uh dealing with like our backgrounds of dealing with entertainment and yeah. things of that sort. It's so amped up on professionalism, mm-hmm. right? And so I'd be like, man, these people unprofessional. <laughs> man, get yourself together. How how dare you? You know what I mean? Right. And God really had to take me aside one day. It was like, yeah, you know, you know what really shows your professionalism? I was like, oh, God, what? How you deal with the unprofessional people. No cap. And I was like, nah, I don't like that. No, I hate when God sets me up for the one-two punch. Yeah, because like, I thought not- he was on my side. I definitely thought he was on my side in that moment. Literally. I was like, you want to know what helps you? Yeah, go ahead. Amp me up, God. I'm trying to get more professional. Show me right. the way you deal with them. I said, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. I'm not ready for that. Yes. And even going back <laughs> to what you were talking about with a retirement plan, I think for me what it looks like, discovering what God had for me or stepping into what he had for me or making that choice Mm -hmm. was 
not putting his plans on the back burner because I thought they were too big. Yes. So for me, God gave me a vision in like 2018 of this huge, massive homeless rehabilitation Mm -hmm. center. I think it's a multi-million dollar project. Facts. In its execution, there's no way I can execute that. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than you. (laughs) It's way bigger than me. And I was like, okay, God, this is so cool. In my back pocket it goes. And I will hold on to that when I am a millionaire. Yeah. And then I will work toward it. And I will be a philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> and people will love me because I am just so giving. Yeah. And there's two things wrong with that. One, just because it's big doesn't mean you can't work toward it today. Mm. And two, it's arrogant of you to assume that you'll make it to retirement age to do yes. those things. God doesn't owe you a day. He doesn't. He doesn't owe me the next hour. No. So for me to put something off that he's given me that could literally help people now, now. Yes. is selfish. Yes, and yes, yes. I was having this conversation, oh, with you and you know the other folks from our crew yeah, yeah, from yeah. last night or whatever. And we were talking about how there are so many things wrong in the world and people who aren't believers often look at our God like, how could your God let this mm. go on if he's so good? Yeah. And the thing is, God has placed things like a homeless rehabilitation Tation. center in so many of us yes. to heal the world, to bring the world to solutions, to repentance, yes. to salvation, like yes. whatever, fill in the the verb here, okay, Right. that you want to bring them to, but... We have to make the decision to do those things in order for it to be enacted in the world. Mm. So if I sit here and sit on this homeless rehabilitation center forever, the problem of hopelessness will never get tackled in whatever breath I can contribute. Exactly. So I think that for a lot of people as well, getting to the committed season is difficult because we have put things that God has given us on the back burner right. and not considered them as part of our purpose, not considered Mm-mm. them as a now project. Mm-mm. And to add on to that is I think the thing that's really been tackling me lately is really taking the time to take a, a mental screenshot of just ideas God gives me mm. that I ignore. Mm. Because it's one thing to think about the the big picture of, oh man, I'm going to do the homeless center. Like, yes, you're ignoring that. Mm. But there's like 20 other things before that right. that aren't even as big, that aren't even as big. Like they're they're a little smaller. It would actually take you not much of anything to do. Mm-hmm. But because, once again, you're like choosing like you're taking the god-given ideas and you're picking and choosing mm, i don't think that's gonna work right mm, that's too much work right and i've been learning lately like well yo that's why you can't hear me on the bigger stuff mm-hmm. because really i'm supposed to be using this little stuff to train you up right like so that the thing that seems big mm-hmm. is big, but you've seen me work in multiple scenarios, like David in a sense, right? Yeah. Like if David didn't kill the the lion mm-hmm. or the bear, mm-hmm. then when Goliath is seeming huge, it's like, oh, snap, this is crazy. Yeah. But I kind of done ran this play before. Right. Like you tell me what to do. And I love you saying that because I think identity, how you view yourself plays a large part in yes. whether or not you submit to God because God recently gave me a business idea and I've literally been saying 
probably since I was 10 or 12, I never want to own a business. Yeah. I just don't see myself being a business owner. That doesn't seem fun. Yeah. That doesn't seem like anything I want to do. <laughs> I Not approved by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of lame. You know? And God's just like, yeah. I never told you that. Yeah. And I, so I think it's important mm. that we don't define ourselves by ourselves. Ooh. Because... If God created us, he knew who we were before he formed us in our mother's wombs. Yeah. And he had a plan for us way in advance. Yeah. And everything that is is already done. Everything that will be already is. Mm, mm. If these things are true, then how can we sit here and define ourselves based on our limited human knowledge as opposed to going to the actual creator? Exactly. Exactly. And um, that's what I'm, I've been saying to a lot of people lately you know, in some sense, like, you really have to challenge the things that you think you know about yourself. Right. Like, I mean, of course in context, but, like, I there's, like, uh, a dude I know who's, like, a former student or something that I would um, kind of serve with in the team ministry, and he'd be like, yeah, man, I like staying inside. I like watching TV. I like doing this. I'd be like, you think you mm. like doing that stuff like you don't really know you're just kind of stuck in what you're used to doing yeah. and so I think we have to take that same approach to like all things concerning anything right you know what I mean because people are so quick to say what they would and wouldn't do before even seeing what it is that God has like put in front of you like it's always crazy to me uh, the a lot of the relationship conversations on mm-hmm. Twitter or whatever is like, oh, I'm not doing X, Y, Z, or this person gotta be this, this, and a third. And it's crazy to automatically X out or say what it is that you will or won't do when you haven't even met the person. Right. You know what I mean? Like It's like me showing up to a job the first day yeah, well, I'm not mopping these floors, and I'm not working extra. I can't do weekends. Matter of fact, don't hit me on Mondays. <laughs> I'm not working past 2 o'clock. Like, if you use that analogy, what room are we giving God mm. to really guide and even in some sense dictate? Because my life is not my own, right? right. You, I, I need you for direction, right? Mm-hmm. So are we giving God room mm-hmm. uh, to tell us what we should and how we should move? Or are we already coming in with our own idea of, yeah, uh, this is what I have left, God. So right. if you want to make something work with that, like I'm available on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So if you want me to serve, I can do that Wednesday. Yeah. That's the only way. If you come to me through these three doors... I'll follow you all the way. Right. But nine times out of 10, he's not coming that way. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to the episode that I did. Stop trying to be God. Like you can't place God in a box and then expect him to be a genie and like dance for you. Yeah. Like Like, literally. No. And then I think what you were saying as well about us having limited understanding of what we like and what we don't like. I think that's a part of God's design and his plan Mm. and what his callings are is to expose us to more. You don't know that there's, you, that you can do X, Y, and Z if you've only seen Elemental P. No. So I think that a big part of God's calling and a great way for me to check if what I'm hearing from God is from God is if it pushes me outside of my comfort zone. Yes. Or if it's something that I would not have said for myself. Mm. So with that, I want to segue into my second question. What does it look like for you to hear from God? 
I'm really uh, coming to terms with the fact that hearing God or knowing that I can, that I am hearing God Mm -hmm. sometimes is in the most uncomfortable propositions Mm. versus, you know, like, (laughs) daughter, I have called you. Daughter, I have called you up the mountain. (laughs) You'll be a queen of many lands. You know, like. I almost want to say, like, like in some sense, like, discomfort is confirmation. Mm. Because, and I use this simply off the fact, if we not even trying to be deep, anybody you name in the Bible, mm-hmm. story, any name, mm-hmm. any name, give me a name, any name. Jonah. Difficult. Yeah. Discomfortable. Yeah. He, he did not want to go. He actually avoided it. He avoided it. And we saw how that ended up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no story where people were just being comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mary wasn't comfortable. Hey, look. Teenage virgin. I'm about to look. (laughs) My son, he coming through you. (laughs) She like, what? Teenage. Like, she didn't want to do that, I'm sure. I got school. Had to explain that to Joseph. I'd be wondering what that looked like. Like, dang, how'd that look like? Joseph, Joseph, like, what you mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) But there's no examples of comfort in those situations. Even if you want to go to Abraham, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Abraham did what he did Mm -hmm. because that was more comfortable than waiting on God. Mm -hmm. Mm, Let me hook up with, I see this right here. Yeah, his wife was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're lay with Hagar." Yeah, you know what? That sounds wait. that sounds good. You, you think so? Yeah, let's, for sure. Let's, let's do that. Bet, like, even though God said, and of wait. course, right, and Abraham probably like bet. Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham, like, you sure you like? Because you know, idea? you sure you sure you cool with it? <laughs> bet, like, I ain't even gonna. I'm just gonna get the job done. Right. Come on, like nine months later. Later, you got a whole situation. Now you gotta, now you gotta like, send kick her them. Out. Kick her, get her out of here. Like you, you need to leave. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Literally, that situation went from zero to a hundred so quick. And literally, had you had to go uh, because you stepped out of what he told you to do. Mm. Now you have to go against what is morally correct. Right. It's morally correct for you to like. Take care of your son. Right. And your baby mama. Right. But you now made an uncomfortable situation where now you have to move differently. Mm -hmm. I feel like even the whole thing with Isaac was like, look, uh, him doing that whole thing with Isaac had to be on some, I need to know you're not going to try me again. (laughs) Tell, like, tell me other, you was just wilding. (laughs) Bet, I got you your son, like I said I would, but let me show you something real quick. Like, let me show you. So scary. Take take him to the top. So scary. Grab that knife. (laughs) Yeah, grab it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that had to be a moment of, like, quit playing with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm thinking in the same sense, like, discomfort is confirmation. Like, mm. I think for me, even for the person, I always say to the people who are like, I don't know how to hear God. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I've been there. Right. Here's a little test. Go home. Let God guide you home. Like maybe just just those little inklings of something. Like I was sitting here a week ago and I was like, man, I was wilding out, man. I had some man. I don't know how you feel, 
But brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts are like top for me. Sorry. <laughs> but I had some that I hadn't had in a while. And I was like, man, I was like fiending. Like mm-hmm. I had like two boxes. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is a problem. Yeah. And so guys like, yeah, no sweets. I was like, that's not God. God tripping. <laughs> that's not God, but God tripping. <laughs> so I could take an idea as simple as that mm-hmm. where you're really testing my comfort. You're mm-hmm. testing, would you listen to me? I said, okay, bet. I mm, I don't know. I don't. But almost in a sense, I feel better taking on discomfort Yeah. because I highly doubt. Most of these scenarios, you could highly doubt that it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. So most times when it comes to hearing from God, I think it's literally just testing your discomfort in moment by moment. Like... Yeah. If it is, you know what? Hey, take this other way home. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want you to go running, but run with no music. I take the time to be like, this is my thought. I know this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this is probably what I need to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like practicing that like moment by moment, those little... Because God's always speaking to you. It's just about... Are you going to present the opportunity mm. for yourself to like really practice it? So mm. if you feel like you're having trouble hearing God in big moments, well then let's, as you're listening to this and you're about to be like, oh man, what am I going to eat tonight? Like, why don't you lay that out? We all have these moments. He's always speaking. Like the more that I've acknowledged that it's not just an idea. Mm-hmm. It's not just, ooh, Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Like, no, maybe my won't is God telling me versus, like, I can get a clear depiction of what I want Mm -hmm. versus what I am being advised not to do. Right. So I think it's just in those small moments, if it's driving home, if it's picking what you're going to wear today, Mm -hmm. like, we don't give him the opportunity. Right. But then we expect in a bigger moment, like, what job should I choose, God? Mm -hmm. I'm not hearing nothing. But you haven't, he cares about every detail. Yeah. Do you, sometimes I'll be like, man, I like, I love to go running. Dang, am I feeling led to go today though? Mm. Are you telling me to go? Is this distracting me from something else you're trying to show me? Mm. Like disrupt, like routine is cool, mm-hmm. but sometimes routine has to be disrupted. Like we can't be so focused on routine and what we're used to doing and what makes us feel good and what's comfortable that we just box God out of the whole equation. Right. Because most times that's how he's testing you. Why 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 do we fast? To test your flesh, to mm-hmm. test that mm, what do you want to do? We all want to eat. Mm-hmm. Who don't want to eat? I think it's just really taking the time to bring him in the smaller moments. So that's really my main takeaway is like if you feel like you're having a hard time figuring out is this God? Is this not? Okay, let's scale down the scenario let's scale it down let's go grocery shopping and just be led like if you had two thoughts identify what is your thought what do you want to do and where did this opposite thought come from Mm -hmm. maybe that's God yeah absolutely and I think one thing that you kind of touched on or like brushed by as you were talking is this idea of knowing God's voice and I feel like this sometimes we make things more spiritual than it has to be yes Because 
If I get a random number calling mm. me mm-hmm. and it's my mom on somebody else's phone, I'm going to recognize her voice. For sure. Because I talk to her sure. often. Because I listen to her often. Because I'm around her often. I'm in her presence often. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how she talks. And so if somebody gets on the phone and they're like, this is your mother, I'm going to be like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because I'm going to know. And so it's a funny, silly example, but... How can you expect to know God's voice when you don't spend time with him, mm-hmm. when you don't make room for him to speak to you so that you become familiar yeah. with his voice? I think that's also a really big part of it, too, because there are, I think there are essentially three voices in your head or two in your head and one external. Yeah. It's you in your head. Yeah. There's God in your head. Yeah. And then there's the enemy on the outside making suggestions. Yes. yes. And so I think that a lot of times, especially when you're a baby Christian, the enemy is extremely obvious. Oh, for sure. He's extremely obvious. He has no reason to pull out his most skilled tools on mm. you because you're new. Yeah. So it'll just be things like, don't go to church today. No. <laughs> no, don't read your Bible. I don't really feel like it. And you don't really feel like doing that. Yeah. You, or, know, you read it yesterday. Right. Or God told you to do X, Y, Z. It's like, ah, oh, maybe mm. I'll take a nap first. You should yeah. take a nap. You should take a nap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just stuff that goes against God or goes against his word. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So getting into your season of hearing from God and how you hear from God, what has been your most difficult yes yet? Like you you were talking about discomfort. What has mm. been the most difficult yes? Uh, a difficult yes is really followed by an even more difficult no. Correct. <laughs> so what, So you clearly have a situation in mind. Y'all can't see his face, but he looks really uneasy right now. I think my most difficult yes was being in a situation, you know, (laughs) I have grown up Christian, (laughs) been in church, done music, rap, all that, cool, people gravitate to me, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I felt like my difficult yes was being offered the opportunity to be a pastor, Mm. and you know, I'm like, Okay, mm. I guess. I mean, looking like something. It looks like something, right? This feels like something. And I think this was a difficult yes because this is now a degree of difficulty of discerning. Mm. Than me being in the store, and then yeah. do I get the French fries yeah. or no? You know, do I eat out today or not? Like. Because it's not a, this is evil, mm. and this is not. Mm. This is, okay, God, we talk. Mm-hmm. We have conversation. I ain't saying we talk all the time, but I know your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, I know things you showed me. I know ways that you were leading me. There were things that you were very, very particular about right. for reasons that I don't know maybe that's just a way that you want to move in a situation just yeah. to show people so to be presented with a situation where ideally if I tell anybody like in the moment that it's offered to me I'm like wow you know that hey man we see this in you you're dope you you got the mind we could see this you're the future of this situation I'm like okay mm-hmm. I'm thinking like I'm thinking about my mom's mm-hmm thinking about my pops. Mm. I'm thinking about other people that would have wanted to be in the position. I'm like, look at me. Yeah. 
I'm him. I made it. I made it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little first, you know, yeah. like, like I want the first parking spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a first parking spot. Now I'll probably I feel like I got the the military package. Let me go find me a wife so I can get a first lady. You know what I mean? Like, right. but I knew from the earliest point of me doing music, I knew that there is a level of ministry in what I do. But I always knew that it was supposed to be its own form of ministry and mm-hmm. not in a sense of like in a, a container. Mm. Like even even in the intro, right? In the intro, you said, oh, the Christian rapper. Like even that for me <laughs> is like. It's a no. It's a no. Okay. okay. Not, not because I'm denouncing the fact that I'm Christian. Right. But it's more of the same. It's not a box you're placing yourself in. It's not a box I'm placing myself in. Gotcha. And sometimes people say that because, well, if I say that in front, then you know that I'm right. Mm. I don't want to put something in front for you to think that I'm right. I want Mm. to. Prove that I'm right. Yes. The fruit. Yes. Like, let the interaction, let the fruit be, oh, this dude is like saying yeah. something. He's not like I. I feel like I. I feel more fulfilled mm. when people get that connection mm-hmm. just naturally off of me talking to you, not mm. me preaching you. I ain't had to preach you down. Yeah. I ain't had to slap you across the face <laughs> with Ecclesiastes. Like. <laughs> That's an inside joke. That's an inside. Know how to say it. <laughs> I do know how to say it. Please be clear. I wouldn't be on here if I did. Right. <laughs> but it's it's those interactions and those people that my heart goes out to. Yeah. I, I've noticed that. Like being in settings and you meet people that I'd be like, man, there's a ministry in that. Right. I think that literally at the opportunity to be to become a pastor. As great as that sounds for everybody else other than me, right? Like, oh man, Aaron, he he came up the ladder. Da, 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 da. I could be Mike Todd, right? He was right. doing sound and now he's right. a pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I had this analogy in my head of like, yeah, you will be up here. Like I was thinking about this earlier when you when I knew we were gonna be talking about this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you will be up here. And you would think, because you're up here. You're doing exactly what I called you to do. Right. But you will be up here not listening to me at all. Right. Because you've been uplifted in an area that, yes, it is a promotion, but it's not somewhere where you're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm. Does that say that, oh, it's not a hard job to take on? Right. I'm not downplaying or discounting that. I feel like God gives clarity as you move. Mm -hmm. Like, you can know, okay, I see this. But he's not going to give you, like, the whole, like... No. 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 You Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, no. He's not giving you that. So it's like, to do something that seems so certain to me is an automatic sign at times that it's like, oh, that's not... Maybe that's not it. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Am I too comfortable? Am I going to go here? I'm going to say like, yeah, man, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But in my honest heart, what's my first thought? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about everybody else. Right. I'm not even thinking about purpose. 
I'm not thinking about what you told me. I'm thinking about, oh, man, this would be great. How will I look? Mm-hmm. How'd that look on me? Mm-hmm. How would I wear it, right? Like, and I think when you're making decisions that are purpose-based, I don't think you even have the room to think about that. That's right. I don't want to make this seem like it's something like, oh, man, soon as it came across my plate, ooh, I knew that wasn't God. Yeah. Like, no, I had to take a lot of time because, once again, when you're presented with things and you do have to hear from God, you might have to, you have to be mindful who you tell. Mm-hmm. You have to be mindful of who you tell. Mm-hmm. Because before you open your mouth to tell anybody, mm-hmm. one, who are you telling it to? And why? And why? What are they going to tell you? Right. Are they going to further confirm? Right. Is it a biased party? Like, for me... I heard it. First person I knew I could tell, I'm like, well, I know I could tell my siblings. Mm-hmm. I know they're not going to look at it. They're going to ride with me either way. Mm-hmm. There's no bias there. But even in that, like, I told them. And then I had to take, like, weeks of, like, God, is this what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? I be telling people, you have to take the time to consider both journeys both like opportunities mm. really fleshing them out really get a god view on what it is that you're like okay if i do take this on what does this look like what am i discarding mm-hmm. does this line up with what you told me like really thinking about it because you can't have any clear god decision if you didn't consider both sides mm. if you come in with bias then there's no way you're listening to God. You can't be completely, you feel me? Because I say that to say I'm giving you the room, once again, that I might completely be missing you. Yep. Right? Like I trust you enough to say, all right, I don't feel this. I don't think that's what you're saying. But you know what? Let me chill. Let me sit back. Let me sit in silence. Let me really seek your face to see maybe I'm hearing something different. And in that time, what would I hear? I would hear God say, you could do this. Yeah, you could definitely do this. And it'd be great. It'd be cool. I'm not saying it's not. But this is not specifically how I laid things out for you. Mm -hmm. At the point that you do this, you're only doing this because this just seems more certain at the time. And that should scare you more. Yeah than the possibility of like missing out on this opportunity. Mm -hmm. You think this is so certain, and even though it's a God thing, you taking this is clearly you saying you don't trust me because Mm -hmm. the only reason you're taking this is not because I said it, Mm -hmm. not because I called you even to it. I think there's parts of this that, yes, I did call you to, Mm -hmm. but you're taking this just because it looks certain. Mm Like, I don't see nothing over here. I'm, it's just clouds and smoke. Mm-hmm. But this is clear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go here. We, I think that's like the biggest misconception. We tend to go to comfortable. like, mm-hmm. Or we tend to go to what seems sure. People mm-hmm. go through school and they say, oh, you need to get a job and do da 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 Like, because this seems certain. Mm-hmm. This seems... Secure. Mm, and then what's security? Right. What is security when... 
everything is a season. Mm-hmm. You know, God is elevating, tearing things up, taking things from with under you in every season. Like mm-hmm. I said in the beginning, in 2020, everything I found identity in, if it was a relationship, if it was, oh man, I'm going to go perform here, or if it was, well, I, you know, at least I got a job. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. doing... All that stuff didn't matter at that time. Yeah. It was literally like, no, who are you for real? Mm-hmm. My whole background and like how I can everything was like, er- I felt like every month it was like, whoop. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. I'm like, I just got up. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> every month I felt like it was something else. Like, oh yeah, and I'm, oh yeah, and I'm pointing this out too. Mm-hmm. To the point where I felt so stripped down where. By the time the opportunity came where I had to make a decision, you had me like. I'm scared. I felt like Adam and Eve. I'm butt naked right now. Like, <laughs> okay. like you done took all the club, all everything I was using to make identity and find identity in, mm-hmm. you stripped that. Yeah. You stripped that. So now I'm sitting here hiding behind the bushes like. In in retrospect, I thank God for that time because if I didn't have that time, I wouldn't have had the mind to be open Mm -hmm. to hear him out because he had to strip things from me. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, your your valleys are are not just like this woe is me time. Right. And I say this speaking from a valley. Like You know, like, it's not just a woe is me. It's not just a, the world is against me, or I just came up on some bad luck. Like, no, it's like, God is like, yeah. Purifying. You've been in that euphoria phase, mm-hmm. like the rest of the world, for a long time. Now it's time to, like, elevate you. We about to, right. like, and even in that, like, we think elevate, and we think champion me lord you know what i mean no like elevate really might be like yeah you you're going down to Mm -hmm. be elevated like you we're gonna take you down here to spring you back up Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so sometimes it's like you really can't look at everything so like linear right and everything as it's supposed to just like mm, 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 like Mm -hmm. there's times where it's just like god's really trying to hammer stuff to you before he can even take you to the next and then at the point you still not getting it, okay, we got to go down a little lower because you're not yeah. hearing me. You, mm-hmm. You're not hearing me. So, like, for me, it was like, even, I don't know if you felt this, but the worst thing is, like, being in the valley, right? You be in the valley, and I was like, dang, God, you tested me. I know I heard you. I'm not going to be the pastor. I'm going to follow what you said, mm-hmm. Lord. Cool. And I'm like, man, I must be on my way up out this valley. No, for real. And then I remember getting in a car accident, mm-hmm. a complete setback, complete, like, I was like, I was so confident, I was so this, I was, my mind was in the right place, and this, this, and a third, and then that happened, I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 like, I see myself going back down, but yeah. why? Because, okay, yes, you learned that lesson, but you still not hearing me for mm. real. Like, you hear me enough to know where I'm taking you. But you don't hear me enough to act on the things I'm mm. telling you. Like, that's good. I felt like you're like I felt like I'm being grabbed by my collar. Yeah. Like that, you said, what's what's this season? Like, 
I feel like I'm being like yoked up, roughed up, like yeah. literally. And you can fool yourself into thinking, oh, that's not God. That's not God. That's the right. enemy. Right. No, that's God. The I father. You to read Old Testament. The father. Old Testament God. <laughs> Your daddy. <laughs> Abba. Abba. Papa. <laughs> For real. Like understanding that that kind of energy exists mm-hmm. in God. Mm-hmm. Oh. You better read the Old Testament. Uh, but see, that. see, that's the thing. Don't Everybody want to discount the Old Testament. You know, Amen. New Testament. Da, 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 da. Like God is a father. Mm-hmm. A father. Father, like the way I think about it is like Old Testament is God the Father, New Testament is God the Son, and our present is God the Holy Spirit. I love how you said that. Yeah, and so it's like you know, cool. We all respect God the Father, but like if you don't want to learn about Him, you're missing out mm. on, a, on a huge part of His character, mm. Mm. on the main part of His character. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. The, so the main part. The main part, mm. because the Son is an extension of God, and so is the Holy Spirit, yes. God the Father. So it's like if you don't read the Old Testament, you're missing out on the main, the the anchor. Mm. Missing out on the anchor. You just—it's almost like you're just getting the goods. You're like, just getting, you know, the byproducts, yeah. the extensions. Yeah. And while they're wonderful extensions, for sure, you can miss so much by missing the main point. They don't have the same weight. No, they do not have. The same weight. <laughs> they don't have the same weight. They both submit to God the Father. Mm. So. Eesh. You know, don't don't fool yourself by skipping the Old Testament. Mm, that was you're good. You're missing out. You're missing out. So, like, my last question is, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with disobedience? It's a daily struggle. So, even in that sense, I think what God wants for you is for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're going to get certain things from it, for sure. But the more that I understand and I look at life like eras, phases, seasons, ages, my disobedience is robbing somebody of an encounter or an experience that they were supposed to have with God based off of me being obedient and doing what it is he called me to do. Right. And I think sometimes it's hard to think about everybody else when you just want to do what you want to do. When I think about where I am and I look at my life and I know for a fact if certain people, certain encounters that I've had with people, if they weren't obedient, if they didn't take that time, where would I be? Right. If my mom wasn't obedient and said, hey, we're coming to Georgia, like, I'm from Alabama. My lifestyle would be completely different. Like, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be talking like this. I'd probably be on some whole different... Not saying Alabama's bad, but mm-hmm. she could have said, oh, no, I just want to stay here. This is all I know. My mom was born in Alabama, raised in Alabama. She could have been stayed there. And at the time that she left, it was like around 9-11. So mm-hmm. everybody was like, no, nah, don't move. Don't move. We don't know where they're coming next. Mm-hmm. You know, they might they might hit Atlanta. They might hit da 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 I don't know what the terrorists are going to do, right? Fear. Mm-hmm. Because that's September, we moved that October. Mm. If my mom wasn't obedient, I don't even think any part of my life, because literally everything about my life is about the encounters that I made. We're on this podcast because we made an encounter. You feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. so when you think about obedience in that aspect, that literally every decision I make is affecting somebody else, Mm -hmm. 
it does kind of change the weight of it because to be disobedient, I have to disregard God. And I feel like lately I've been in a space where he has been honing in on that. Mm -hmm. Like the the little disobedience that was cool at like 21 or something. It's like, okay, no, right, no, yeah, like get it together. So I think to struggle with it, it's a daily thing, but be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. If you, if you really want to improve in that area, if you really want to even make sure that your life is uh, offering to God, make sure that you're doing the things that he's calling you to do, be conscious of it. Like, I think the biggest issue is most of us aren't even thinking about, is this right? Is this right? And I'm not talking on some, like, basic, like, oh, like, I'm not I'm not having sex before. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Disobedience is deeper than commandments. Correct. That's just, like, a premise. Like, you could be disobedient just in the fact of, like, I told you to go here. I think God is more concerned about that stuff than the rule keeping or Correct. the what's right or wrong. Absolutely, because I mean, like who's... the Bible talks about how obedience is more important to Him than sacrifice, mm. and the fact that sacrifices were a religious ritual of the time, right? And God would prefer you have the relationship with Him to be obedient to do His will versus participate in the religious rules and regulations. Yeah, giving God the space to be God in my life. If I'm giving God the space to, if it's in something as simple as what are, what am I going to eat? What am I going to do this? I think most of us don't bring him in small situations like that because we're like, oh, we don't want you to do too much now. Right. You know what or I mean? We also think it doesn't matter to him. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a, I think it's like a divided line between like, you don't think it matters, but in the same sense, like, I don't want to tell you this because then you might really start, like, Mm -hmm. I I really might start hearing you for real. You know what I mean? I think a lot of us fear being that close to him. Yeah. Because it's the true definition of your life is not your own. No cap. I mean, he's scary. Uh, Like When they say the fear of God. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it is. The fear it's in that. my heart. You know what I'm saying? I do be shaking in my Valentino boots. So, <laughs> like, I get it. I definitely but think. But we can't stay there. No, you can't. You really can't. You, uh, I think I'm understanding the most in this season. Like, you think this is uncomfortable? Oh. You ain't seen nothing yet? You ain't seen nothing. Like, and I mean that from the simple fact of, like, keep doing what you do. You could. Mm-hmm. That feels comfortable now, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you the level of discomfort you're going to have after the fact of when you know that I told you to do this. I, you know I gave you that idea. You know that I've... Like, I've seen it in the smallest ways where I'm like, ooh, ooh, man, if that mm-hmm. was major. Something as simple like God being like, oh, hey, yo, get up at this time, do this. And I'm like, no, nah, I think I'm about to turn on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. And then literally my day will unfold and I'd be like, Wow didn't get anything done yeah i should have listened his initial discomfort is for your comfort later Mm -hmm. ah like that that initial discomfort of like walking these things out that he's telling you to do is for you to be comfortable in that space later and we're called from discomfort to discomfort we're called from From glory to glory uh yeah and that's the glory like that that is the glory the glory is 
in the uncomfortable. Because even the things, even when you say glory, like the things that we glorify Mm -hmm. people of the Bible for. Extremely uncomfortable. Okay. Like, come on. Noah's Ark smelled like a farm. (laughs) (laughs) Like a circus. And you was on there for like, not 40 days, 40 nights. You was on there for like a year. Yeah. And you was old, like old as I don't know. Oh, like retirement age. Beyond. Beyond. With all with with your kids and their spouses? Right. Might have been annoying. You don't think they I don't even like that daughter in law. I don't even like the daughter in law for real. And they complain they like, man, when we getting off the boat, you like, please just shut like please. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think if you really wanna get a real picture of obedience like really start looking at the stories that we talk about from the perspective of like human human level Mm -hmm. and i think the more that we relate and find ourselves in those same people i think it's better and easier for us to get a real life picture of what obedience looks like in this day and age because their takes on obedience were not based in 10 rules yeah it was simply this is what God called you to do. Right. Moses, nothing about Moses had anything to do with the Ten Commandments per se. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't even out then. Like he he ain't even dropped them yet. Mm-hmm. But God was instructing him on things to do. Yeah. That's after the fact. Mm-hmm. That's 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 after the fact. He wasn't like, yeah, I'm coming in. Just drop this album. Like Ten Commandments. Check it out. Y'all come be free. Like no, that was a byproduct of a whole season of discomfort in obedience. That's good. You feel me? Like, we want, I've been, even in my own life, I've like, I've been doing things that make me uncomfortable. Like right now, I change my iPhone background every week. I've had times where I'm like, okay, what is the message this week? Or what is the image that I need to see? What does it reflect? I remember uh, one week, I was really focusing on practice mm-hmm. and process. Mm-hmm. And so I took a, a soccer player, and instead of making the picture of him scoring the goal, my lock screen, I just made a picture of him in practice. Mm. Because the majority of our lives are spent in process. Mm-hmm. It's more process than it is product. Yeah, more value than mountaintop. Bruh. And I've been like really coming to terms with that. Like, okay. even with a music sense, like, I feel like God's really had to be like, oh, yeah, you, okay. You was releasing stuff every week, but we're not doing that anymore because I think you're getting a little too caught up in the product mm. and people seeing you. Yeah. And that attention. Do you care more about the process or do you care more about the attention that the product is going to give you? Right. Because I'm called to your process. Mm-hmm. The product, eh, it's important, but it's not as important as the process. And so a lot of weeks I've been focusing in on that, like really, okay, let me get this picture of somebody just practicing because this is what I need to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. I need to fall in love with the process of following God, Mm -hmm. the process of being obedient to God. I don't need to fall in love with, I came off the mountain with 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. Because that is discounting and discrediting all it took Mm -hmm. for him to get to that point. Right. You feel me? Like, that's such a small moment compared to 
obedience, 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 process, process, process. Okay, I'm going to lift you up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring you back down. Mm-hmm. Obedience, obedience, process, 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 run it back, run it back, run it back. Okay, I'm going to lift you up again. Mm-hmm. Because we're not meant to be lifted up for long. Correct. Ah, like... We're not meant to. We can't handle it. We can't handle it. We can't. Bruh, and look, was that not Jesus? He had a whole cool, like he had a coming out party, right? Like, (laughs) yo, I'm going to turn this to wine. I'm healing folks. They said, all right, wrap this up, wrap this up, wrap this up. Put this, we're going to lift him up, but he's going to be on the cross for sure. Mm. Like from an earthly perspective, we look at it like, oh, my Lord and Savior. But from his perspective, he was on a high before. He he really only had one high, <laughs> and it really wasn't even the wine because he didn't even take credit for it. Yeah, it's really when he came back to the city and got that cult, mm, and mm. people were finally like, uh, "All hail the king!" Yeah, 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 yeah. That was literally the one time, and that was right before he died. Exactly, it was. It, yeah, yeah. Straight process. Straight process. Straight process. Straight process. So it's like. I'm having to come to terms with the fact that life is more about process than it is product. Mm, that's good. Life is more about obedience yeah. than sacrifice. Like, right. I think process and product is an easier way for me to, like, formulate it mm-hmm. because it's, like, that's really what it... That's, like, the, the... The meat. The meat of what it is. You know what I mean? Like, that is life in a nutshell, and you could... Ignore that, and you could say, oh, man, I'm just going to focus from product to product. Mm-hmm. Like, because we think what's glorified, that is glory to glory. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like even when God says glory to glory, I feel like he's talking more about the in-between than he is talking about the part that you're actually glorified. I agree. Well, yeah, y'all, I think this is a great place to stop. Thank you so much, Erin, for being on the show. Can't get over this episode. I know it's going to be one of them ones. Uh, Yeah, y'all, I think you have everything that you need. You know how to hear from God, how to prioritize obedience, how to appreciate the process over the product. And I don't think I could sum up yeses in the valley any better than that. So thank y'all for tuning in. I don't know what it looks like for the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye!